Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. In 1 Kings 18, verse 41, it says, And Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of the rushing rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel, and he bowed himself down on the earth and put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. So he said, Go again. Seven times. And at the seventh time, he said, Behold, a little cloud, the size of a man's hand is rising from the sea. And he said, Go up. Say to Ahab, Prepare your chariot. Go down, lest the rain stop you. And in a little while, the heavens grew black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. The title of my message tonight is The Call. The Call. Lord, we, we pray as we come into Your Word, You speak. Your Word is alive. And as I preach, it is Your Word. As I preach, I pray that Holy Spirit, You are the one preaching, that You are piercing hearts tonight. Lord, as I preach, You translate what needs to be translated. You stop what needs to be stopped and You speak what needs to be spoken. We declare healing tonight. We declare baptism of the Holy Ghost tonight. We declare an infilling like we have not seen before. We pray Your power in this room because the Holy Ghost is called the promise of the Father so we can rely on it. And we just lift this up to you right now. This whole night, it is for your glory, for your praise, for your honour, because this is your kingdom, your power forever and ever. And all the saints said, come on, let's give our God a shout of praise. Come on. So good. Well, you can take a seat. And as you're sitting, turn to your friend and say, God is calling you. God is calling you. My name is Ben, and I'm one of the pastors here at Elevation Church Hills, and I am so excited for tonight. Who is excited? The Holy Ghost is in the room. Come on. Today is Pentecost Sunday. Today is the day that we remember and we celebrate the day of Pentecost. Come on. And if you don't know, if you're not sure what that is, we can find the story in Acts chapter 2. And what happened was before Jesus ascended back to heaven, He told His disciples in Luke 24, 49, go into the city and wait. Go and tarry and pray and worship, but wait until you receive the power. Wait until you receive the power. Then they went in. So Jesus ascended back to heaven. They went into Jerusalem. They locked themselves in what's called the upper room and they waited. For about 10 days, they waited for the Holy Ghost. And then Acts 2.2, suddenly, suddenly the sound of a rushing wind from heaven entered the room and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. That is Pentecost. And it's different because on that day, it was permanent. 
see, prior to this, there had been people that be, had been empowered by the Holy Ghost. There had been people that had been led, um, uh, inspired by the Holy Ghost, but it was only ever temporary. But now, at Pentecost, it was permanent. It was permanent. And that's because of the work that Jesus did on the cross. He defeated sin. He defeated death. Come on. He defeated every work of the enemy. In 1 John, it says that Jesus came to destroy the works of the enemy. And He did it on the cross. And because of that, He broke the barrier that was between us and God. So we could come back into a relationship with Him. And then He could fill us with His Spirit. So when we celebrate and when we remember the day of Pentecost, we are remembering and we're celebrating the coming of the Spirit. Just like at Christmas when we celebrate the coming of Jesus or at Easter when we celebrate His death and resurrection, Pentecost Sunday, we celebrate the coming of the Spirit. And I'm expecting tonight, because as it's been said multiple times, I believe tonight is going to be a night of great unity and of great power. Four churches around Sydney coming together and to believe for this city. Come on. In Acts 1.14, it says they were all in one accord. In Acts 2.1, it said they were all together in one room. So I believe tonight is going to be a great outpouring of His Spirit. It's not, we're not just going to remember and celebrate. We're going to experience the power of the Holy Ghost tonight. Come on. That is why I'm so expectant. So at the end, we're going to open the altar. And we're going to be believing, going to be praying for people that they're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. In Acts 2, they were filled. In Acts 4, they were refilled. They were refilled with boldness. The same people that were filled were refilled because it's not just one filling. It's, it's continual fillings of the Holy Ghost. It's continual encounters with Jesus Christ. So we need to be continually coming unto Jesus, coming to the feet of the cross and say, Jesus, fill me. So that is what we're going to do tonight because... I believe we are on the edge of revival. Come on. Does anyone believe that in this room? We are on the edge of revival. We are on the edge of a great awakening in this nation. 400 years ago, it was prophesied that this would be the great Southland of the Holy Ghost. And then just around 100 years ago, Smith Wigglesworth prophesied that there would be a great outpouring of the Holy Ghost in this nation. One more great outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And I believe that we are about to see it. I believe that we are about to see this great outpouring of the Holy Ghost. But if we're going to see revival, we need revivalists. If we're going to see revivalists, we, revival, we need men and women full of the Spirit to go out into Australia. William Booth said, I am not waiting for the move of God. I am a move of God. I'm not waiting. I am a move of God. Who is going to stand up and be the move of God in this nation? Come on. We need men and women filled of the Holy Ghost to be the move of God. And I'm just sick. I'm going to be honest. I'm sick of passive Christianity. I'm sick of lukewarm Christians. I'm sick of pew-sitting Christians. It's every Sunday just coming in, observing, uh, drawing in, but never pouring out. I'm sick of it. It is time for us to stand up. It is time for us to go out into the world and proclaim the gospel, raise the dead, heal the sick, and give sight back to the blind and proclaim the year of the Lord's favour because it is now. That is happening now. See, INC our denomination, or as it was originally called, Christian Outreach Centre. It was birthed in the spirit of revival. 
That's where we started. In this understanding that God will pour out His Spirit. In this belief that this uh, prophecy of this great Southland will come to pass in our generation. It was birthed in the revival. Uh, Brisbane COC was called a revivalist centre. It was called a revivalist centre. They would have people come into the building from other denominations, into the service from other denominations. They would be filled with the Holy Ghost and go back out and they would then go to their churches and then they would see a great outpouring and then they would see a great outpouring and then that's how the Spirit was moving in INC. But even... As INC grew, the COC grew, they would literally just have people go from town to town, from city to city, proclaiming the good news, healing the sick, baptizing people in the Holy Ghost. And because of that, there was too many people full of the Spirit uh, looking to Jesus. They just needed to plant a church. That is how this denomination started. It was birthed in revival. But not only did we start in revival, our foundations are moving in the Spirit. Our foundations are hearing from God and speaking it out. It is prophecy and healing. We have deep, deep wells of prophecy and healing in our movement. There's, there's stories that back in the day, uh, Brisbane COC, they'll see so many healings on a Sunday, they'll need to hire trucks to come and fill it up with all of the crutches, all of the casts, all of the wheelchairs that they've seen people being healed from to get it out ready for the next service. I believe we're going to see that again. We're going to see healing after healing after healing come. So we don't need to, to dig our own wells We can stand on the backs of the generations that have gone before us. They have built platforms for us to to move on. They've built these wells for us to, to draw from. So it's not time to pick up a shovel. It's time to pick up a bucket. It's time to pick up a bucket and draw water from the wells that are already there and then pour it out on this great nation. Our foundations in this movement are revival, prophecy, and healing. And when there is a Spirit of God, That is there. We need men and women called of God to be men and women of the kingdom. And that's not a select few. That's everyone. We see this in 2 Timothy. We are all called to a holy calling. Each and every one of us. If you are saved, if you are Christian, if you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you are called. So when I call this message the call, this is to all of you. This is for every single person in this room. So what does that look like? Well, that brings us to Elijah. He was a mighty man of God. He heard the voice of God. In the previous chapter, he just called down the fire from heaven. He was uh, going against the prophets of Baal and then defeated them. uh, My favorite part is like, where's your God? Is he on the toilet? But maybe. But Jesus came through. Yahweh came through. We just were singing about Yahweh. Yahweh is the name of the Lord. And he came through and fire fell from heaven. But in this time, Israel was in a physical drought. Elijah had prophesied about a drought coming and then it came. In church, we are in a spiritual drought. We are in a spiritual drought in this nation where there are churches, they're full of people, but there's no Holy Ghost. They are full of saved Christians, but there is no life. There is no happiness. There is no joy. There is no peace. We need the Holy Ghost back in our churches. We need the power back in our churches because if we want to see revival, we need the power. So in this place of spiritual, of physical drought, 
Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of the rushing rain. Church, do you hear the sound? Do you hear the sound of rushing rain? Do you hear the sound of revival? I do. Look around you. This is, we are stepping in to revival. Churches coming together, full of the Holy Ghost, going out, proclaiming the gospel. The sound is here. So Ahab, Ahab went up to eat and to drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel and he bowed himself down on the earth and put his face between his knees. We need to be a people of prayer. We need to be a people with our heads between our knees. We need to pray because Ahab, when he heard the news of the sound of the rushing rain, he went to eat. But when Elijah heard it, he went to pray. And we can only assume that he fasted. He was praying and fasting. See, Ahab, when he heard the prophecy, he was like, okay, it's coming. Well, that's awesome. But when Elijah came, heard it, he was like, no, no, no. I'm going to pray until I see it happen. I'm going to pray until I see it in my, just, not just because of what it looks like, but because I, I know what it can look like. And it will come. So I'm going to pray. See, Elijah, those that act powerfully in public must pray consistently in private. See, Elijah didn't go anywhere to pray. He went to the top of Mount Carmel. He went to the top of Mount Carmel. This was not a place where he knew a lot of people would be. This is a place that it was desolate. He knew he would be alone. He went to be alone with the Lord. He went to be alone. And we see this with Jesus as well. He went to be alone. He would go out and he would pray for people. He would heal the sick, raise the dead, and then he would go back to be with the Lord, to pray to God, to, to reset, to be refreshed, to be restored so he can go back out again. He was fully God and full of the Holy Spirit, yet he still went and prayed. Why do we think we can't? Why do we think we can do it without it? He was full of the Holy Ghost and that is how he moved in the Spirit. We need it as well. We need to be a people like Elijah with our head between our knees, praying for our nation. Now, it might not look like it, but when I was much younger, I, was, I, I enjoyed sport. Um, my friends are like, not you, but I, I promise you, I enjoyed sport. Uh, I was actually quite good, which I know, again, it's probably, see, with laughter. They're like, haha, a joker. But I, was, I promise you, I will. I felt I was good, maybe. Anyway, I played, I played all the sports that I could. I played cricket like every boy in Australia. I played so soccer like also every boy. I played baseball. I love baseball. I have a tattoo of a baseball. That's another story. Um, I, so uh, baseball, uh, AFL, whatever you might think of it. Um, I played, I loved sport. But then there was this one year, I, was like, I think I was in year eight. I was like, you know what? This year's my year. I'm going to play football. I was getting a bit bigger. I think I had a growth spurt. I was like, you know what? This is the time. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. And uh, I joined my school's football team in year eight. My first mistake. Because I was the youngest on the team and the smallest, not the biggest, even though I thought I was big. But I joined the team and I started playing. And I think it was my second game. The game was in Mount Druitt, 2770. Come on. That's my, just so you know, that's my hometown. Let's go. 
So it was in Madrid, so I'll let you imagine what that looked like. Um, but yeah, I was, and I was fast. So I was a winger. So we were playing, and, and then there was, a, there was just nothing in front of me. I was like, man, if I get the ball, I have a free go. I can, I can go, I can, I can just go up the sideline. Oh, this is easy. Year eight, look at me. So the ball gets to me, and I go for it. I'm flying, I think. I, I'm going, I'm, and then all of a sudden, poof. <laughs> I get knocked out. Gone off the side. I am, I am right out, right? And yes, that was my last game. Uh, I was like, if that's what it's going to be like, I'm good. But that's how, we, that's how some of us pray. That's how some of us pray. Oh, oh that was a bit hard. I'm not going to do that again. Football, I'll give you a pass. Praying, no, no, no. Go again. And you know what? Praying is actually like football, right? Praying is like football. But, so when we, when we pray, we have the ball. So we need to pray from the offensive. We need to pray from the place of victory because Jesus has won it on the cross. We're not trying to get the ball from the enemy. We're not trying to get the ball from the other team. Jesus took the ball of the devil on the cross and he is never getting it back. He can sometimes try and take us out, but no, no. When we pray, we are passing the ball. When we are praying, when we are interceding for people, we are making, gain, we are making plays to get to the try line. So praying is like football. You can take that one home. <laughs> but we need to be a people of prayer. But not just any random prayers, prayers that God has given us. Because that's what Elijah did. He heard the sound. He heard the sound of the rushing wind, of the rain, sorry. And he prayed until he saw it in the physical. He heard it prophetically and he prayed until he saw it. Elijah was a prophetic intercessor. We need some prophetic intercessors. We need some people that hear from God and pray and pray and pray until it happens. And you're probably thinking, well, that's all well and good for Elijah. He was a mighty man of God. I, I can't prophesy. I can't do that. Well, yes, you can. Let me tell you. In Acts 2, so just after the, uh, the falling, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, Peter then gets up and explains what's happened. And he talks about a prophecy from Joel 2. And in Acts 2.18, he says, Even on my male servants and my female servants, in those days I will pour out my Spirit and they shall prophesy. If you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you will prophesy. If you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you will hear from heaven. If you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you can be a prophetic intercessor. We need some prophetic intercessors in this nation. Because if we are to see revival, it must start with our head between our knees. That is the only place that it will start. And in James 5.16, I love this. In a, in a verse, in this verse, James is talking about Elijah. He's talking about this exact moment when Elijah prayed and prophesied that rain would come. And what did he say? The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. But this can be an exciting verse, 
but it can also be a little bit of a daunting verse because like, well, well, I've prayed and it hasn't happened. Or I, I, how do I make my prayers powerful? But it's okay. James tells us at the start of this verse, it says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Elijah's prayer was powerful because he was righteous. We need to be a people that pursue holiness. We need to be a people that pursue righteousness. And when we pursue holiness, when we pursue righteousness, we are pursuing Jesus Christ. And when we pursue Jesus Christ, as we pray and we purge ourselves of the things of the world, He will fill us more and more with the Holy Ghost more powerfully and we'll see it come to pass in our world. Because Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Ghost. So as we seek Him, He will pour out your spirit, His Spirit. As we seek Him, He will pour out His Spirit into us and we can become people that pray powerfully. The first marks of revival are repentance and coming back to our first love. Those are the first marks of revival. We see repentance and we see people coming back to the first love. So if you're coming back to your first love, we're not talking about the unchurched. We're talking about you and I. Revival is not the unchurched getting right with God. It is the church getting right with God. It is not the unchurched that don't know who He is getting right with Him. It is us coming back to our first love. And as we come back to our first love, we will repent because He will convict us of our sins. And as we repent, He will fill us with with the Holy Ghost. And as we get right, we will see revival. And as we see revival, there will be a great outpouring. And as there is a great outpouring, there will be a great awakening in this great Southland of the Holy Ghost. Church, do you hear the sound of the rain? And as we see this great awakening, we'll see more miracles, we'll see more healing, we'll see more evangelism, we'll see more missions. As the Holy Spirit fills us, we'll go out and be Jesus in the world. As the Holy Spirit fills us, we'll see more healings, more miracles, more missions, more evangelism, and the world, this nation, will be different. This nation will never be the same as it was. To pray powerfully, we must repent, we must confess, we must pursue holiness, we must pursue righteousness. We must not be a clanging symbol, but pursue above all else, love. And as we pursue love, we are pursuing God. But you probably, there's people in this room, I believe, that they've had callings on their life, that you've been going after it and you just haven't seen it. Or you've been praying for something consistently, but it just hasn't come to pass. You may have had a prophetic word spoken over you, but you just feel like it's just just not happening. In 1 Kings 18, 43, he says, And he said to his servant, Go up and look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And Elijah said, Go again. Go again. Go again. 
Go again. We need to be a people that go again. Despite what our circumstances say, go again. Despite what our experience is, go again. If we want to see revival in this nation, go again. If you want to see your families come back to Christ, go again. If you want to see your workplaces change, go again. If you want to see your schools change, go again. Unis change, go again. This city change, go again. And this nation will change because we have gone again. We need to go again. Imagine if Elijah stopped. Imagine if he got to like the sixth time. We don't know the time frame on this, but we do know it was seven times. Imagine if he stopped after six. Oh, it's a bit hard. Praying all this much and you running back and forth to the sea. Imagine if Israel stopped in Jericho. They were told to march around Jericho for seven days. What if they got to the sixth day and they were like, mm, God's, if God, God said he would do it, but if he would do it, it would have happened by now. Go again. We need to go again. Uh, William Seymour, he was the man that uh, kind of started off the Azusa revival in LA at the start of the 20th century. Uh, and what then turned into modern Pentecostalism. When he, when he was preaching baptism of the Holy Spirit, when he was preaching miracles, when he was preaching speaking in tongues, he was not filled with the Holy Spirit. He had not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, but he knew what he read and he knew the reality of it. Because he said, you know what? This is your word, God. It is the truth. So I'm going to preach it until it happens. Because I'm going I'm to prophesy that this will happen because I know it is the truth. Imagine if he asked for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and it didn't happen. He's like, well, that's not the truth. What about John Wimber? The man that's, that planted the vineyard. It came out of the Jesus people in the 70s or the Jesus revolution, if you've seen the movie. It is claimed that he prayed for a thousand people before he saw his first healing. A thousand. Imagine if he stopped after 500 600. Imagine if he stopped after 999 times. He would never have seen the power of God move in his life. 999 times he said, I'm going to go again. 999. He said, I'm going to go again because I know this is the truth. In your word, you say you are Jehovah Rapha, so I know you can heal. In your word, you say you are healer, so I'm going to pray until I see it in my life. Go again. Church, go again. And as the band come, in verse 46, it says, And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. The hand of the Lord was on Elijah. When we talk about the hand of the Lord, it's the Spirit of God. It's the Holy Ghost. He did not do it in His power. He did not call down fire from heaven in His power. He did not hear the voice of God in His power. He did not prophesy that the rain would stop in His power. He did not prophesy that the rain would come in His power. It is not by His power, His might, His strength. It is by the Spirit, says the Lord. It is by the power of the Holy Ghost. It has been a work at us since the beginning. It wasn't His, Holy, it wasn't his strength. It was the Holy Ghost. To pray powerfully, you need the Holy Ghost. To be intercessors, you need the Holy Ghost. To be revivalists, you need the Holy Ghost. To pursue holiness, did I just say that? To pursue holiness, you need the Holy Ghost. You just need the Holy Ghost, okay? 
For anything that you're doing in your life, you need the Holy Ghost. Come on. We need to get the power back. It's time for the church to get the power back. Come on. We need the church to stand up full of the Holy Spirit and be the move of God. Not wait for the move of God, be the move of God. Where are the Jacobs that are going to wrestle with God all night till they get their blessing? See, for Jacob, he didn't wrestle God into submission. God wrestled Jacob until he was able to give him the blessing. Where are our Elijahs that are able to call down the fire from heaven? They're able to see into the, into the spiritual realm and pray until it happens in this land. Who, where are the Daniels that despite what culture says, he says, no, no, I'm going to do what Jesus said. We're about to head into a whole month dedicated to the degradation of what God said. Where are the Daniels that are going to stand against culture and say, no, 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 this is who God is. This is what God has said. So this is the way I'm going to be. Where are the Pauls that are going to go out into the world and do anything they can to see one more person saved for Jesus Christ? Because hell is real. Hell is a real place filled with real people. And we need to stand up because who's going to tell them? Who's going to tell them that there is a hell that is real, but there is a God that is more real and He is able to save? Because... He died on the cross to pay for the debt that you could not pay for. CSC's original vision was Australia for Christ. And do you know what INC's vision is? Australia for Christ. Our vision is revival. Our vision is to see every person in Australia come back into a relationship with the living God. We want to see Australia for Christ. But as we go out into the nations, New Zealand for Christ. Solomon Islands for Christ. Cook Islands for Christ. The Philippines for Christ. South America for Christ. Africa for Christ. The world for Jesus Christ. Go into all the world, Jesus said, and proclaim the Gospel. If we want the world to know Jesus, we need to know the Holy Ghost. If we want the world to come back into a saving faith with Jesus, we need to know the Holy Ghost. So I'm going to invite you to stand. And we're going to open the altar right now. And if that's you, if you want to stand up and be a Jacob, be an Elijah, a Daniel, a Deborah, an Esther, a Ruth, a Naomi, Paul, I invite you to come down the front because we want to pray for you. We want to pray that God meets you where you are. We're going to pray that you are filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If that's you, come down the front because we're going to have baptism of the Holy Spirit. God is here. He's in this place. The power is all over the room. And it might, be, it might not be your first time. It might be a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seven, eight, nine, whatever it might be. We need to be refilled constantly. So the band are going to sing and we're going to pray. So if that's you, come out the front because we want the Holy Spirit to meet you tonight. We want you to, to come into an encounter with the living God tonight. And you will be filled with the Holy Ghost because Jesus said, go in to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father. And if God promised it, it's going to happen. Because if 
Because God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So come on, team, let's lead. And we'll pray. So if that's you, come out the front.